Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listed Money Matters. It will get you where you need to go. Line from the movie Rumblefish. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? I'm confused because I've never heard of Rumblefish. Maybe I should watch it. But uh, I am drinking an Allagash Sison. Ah, It's very tasty. I'm drinking uh, wine that I stole. (laughs) Stolen (laughs) wine. That's how we do it. All this in Money Matters. We don't pay for shit. That's right. <laughs> Actually, no, we should pay for things. That's not that's not yeah, the, yeah. that's not what I want to advocate. Um today we are going to have another round table slash panel episode where we're gonna talk about saving money while attending college. And I will introduce who we're gonna have on in a second. But before we do, if you guys have a question about personal finance. You can email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. That is our email address. And we want submissions for catchphrases at the beginning of the show. Today's catchphrase is, it will get you where you need to go, line from the movie Rumblefish. That was from Jeff Moore. Thank you, Jeff. You can send them via Twitter, at Money Matters Man. Uh, I actually have never seen the movie Rumblefish. Have you? You said you didn't, right? No, but I'm looking right now. 7.3 IMDb. Whoa. Anyway, absent-minded uh, street thug struggles to live up to his legendary older brother's reputation. Hmm. All right, let's uh, introduce the panel, shall we? Yes. Okay. Thanks for the answer. Delayed. Uh, we have on the <laughs> I panel. Didn't know. I, uh, yeah. We have on the panel today talking about saving money in college or while attending college. Thomas Frank, CollegeInfoGeek.com. Thomas, how are you? Great. Welcome back. Ask me what I'm drinking. Uh, I am going to ask you what you're drinking. <laughs> Give me a second. No, go ahead. What are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking a Jack Daniels watermelon punch. What in the frig is that? And right on there it says contains alcohol. I'd hope. It looks pretty fruity <laughs> and not alcoholic. But it's, uh, yeah, you wouldn't think Jack Daniels would make punch, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. As Andrew would say, it's mighty tasty. Mm. That's right. Martin <laughs> Bamey from polyglot.com. Yo. Martin, how are you? And what are you drinking? I'm doing pretty fantastically. I'm drinking this Traveler Shandy, but I'm drinking it out of my local co-op's uh, 40th anniversary pint glass, so it's become Hipster Shandy. Aha, Hipster oh, Shandy. That's hmm, that's college that's... points. <laughs> it is college points. All right, so speaking of college, uh, you three went to college. I did not, so I am not at liberty to speak on saving money while attending college or saving money at all. <laughs> That's well, Matt's money tip for college is drop out of college. Yeah, don't go. Saved, saved. <laughs> you saved a lot of money. Yeah. I did. Well, I left a burden on my dad to pay the bill. Get the gum. Tip number one: Mom and Dad will foot it. Yeah, no, but um, so all right. Now, I I, I actually want to get into the first thing first because uh, you have a matrix of some sort about textbooks. Let's talk about textbooks first. Yeah, so uh, maybe I should bring up the article on textbooks, but uh, essentially there are a lot of different ways that you can purchase or at least gain access to textbooks. Mm-hmm. So generally, you should never go into your university bookstore and buy textbooks. Okay, that's the first thing I would do. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, that's actually maybe- what I did do. It may be an option uh, if your university bookstore carries used copies or rentals. So you can check it. It's worth at least checking. Uh, 
you know, but I guess I should ask a question, Martin. How many? How often do you use your textbooks? Uh, this one time, I used camp? my stats book for like <laughs> three homework problems halfway through the semester oh. on one page. There was, and then it turns out that the teacher actually scanned the page, so I didn't even need to use my book. I just <laughs> used my book so that I felt like I used it for something. What? Uh, a coaster. A giant, thick coaster. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. What? Books aren't all that useful, it turns out. Well, now... Uh, uh, most of them. See, I'm gonna, like... Oh, no. Books are useful. Well, I mean textbooks. <laughs> We're in context. I know what you mean. Like, the... the Alright, well, maybe the physical idea of a book isn't as useful. Uh, so, yeah. let me ask. Is, is, is college going the way of the iPad? Is that is that a thing? It is somewhat going the way of the iPad, and it, it just depends. Actually, like, I made a flow chart. Right. Uh, and it's somewhere on my Pinterest account, so I'm trying to find it right now. And I, I kind of want to go through it because it's kind of a good, like, step-by-step -step way to deal with uh, figuring out how to get your textbooks. Well, while but, you um, find that, I want to say that I think computers and iPads and all that stuff is super distracting. I brought computer into the classroom when I was in college, and I was like – playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> and I was like, if I had my computer with me, I was doing everything except for paying attention. So, yeah. I yeah, have to I'm like <laughs> writing blog posts and stuff. Exactly. I was like, I was like coding for homework on another class or something. Like I was definitely not doing anything in that room. I, I do have to admit, uh, most of my time in classes the first two years were spent on Craigslist selling computers. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and this is, this is after it wasn't our... selling your body, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of inactive in class. It's not very accessible. But yeah, no, right. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you if I did that. Sure. I totally did that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's how he paid down his student debt. Yeah. <laughs> Deuce Bigelow. Nothing like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like getting rid of your debt gigolo style. You know what I mean? Okay, so my first tip. Yeah. Uh, this relates back to money mindfulness. Because mm. we talked about doing things at the right time. Mm -hmm. Get your book list as soon as possible. Is so that a syllabus? Um, so when you sign up for classes, which you should also do as soon as possible, eventually your online class schedule will show the required book. Okay. So and I'm you know, I don't know exactly how everyone in school does it, but that's how ours did it. Quickly. And, quick, uh, quick quick question. Oh yeah. Are books really work required? And and you are you gonna say it depends? <laughs> I'm gonna let you take it, so I don't have to say it depends. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, it it depends. <laughs> <laughs> you dodged a bullet on that one, Tom. <laughs> In most of the classes I've taken, yeah, we don't actually use them. They just say they're required. But is that because you're? Check. Is that because you're in tech? That's. I found that to be the case in some of my non-tech classes. Most of my math and and my general ed stuff, I learned most of it. I guess my speech class, the we had like a little workbook that was really interactive. I needed that one. Can you get away with like? Can you like legally attend class without a textbook? I oh, legally? Yeah. No, 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 they're not gonna kick yeah, you they, out. Yeah, they like never. They mostly never check if you actually have the book. They just say, "Hey, buy this," and then most people will buy it. Yeah, so tip number two kind of deals with this. Okay, now, all right, so I didn't want to jump through. Sorry. Yeah. Move it along in the flow chart. Please. Email your professors. Ask mm. them two questions. Well, introduce yourself. You know, be all courteous about it because you want to build a relationship with them as well. But two questions. How often is the book used? Uh, because if it's not very often, we have uh, down on the flow chart some other, some other ways besides just buying it. And number two, is it an okay to buy an old edition or an international edition? 
So a lot of a lot of books get updated, but they only update like the formatting, or they'll like switch some sections around or only add a few things. And if you ask the professor, they might be like, "Yeah, you probably get ninety five percent of the value out of the old edition, which is one cent on Amazon." Uh, hmm. In you know, instead of buying the four hundred dollar or however much version it is that the new version. So with my marketing class, I bought the third edition of the book instead of the fourth. It cost me a cent instead of forty bucks. Wow. Like and, yeah, and all I really needed the book for was vocab. Well, the question is, how much was shipping? Was it twenty five dollars? I have Prime, so I think oh, shipping was. I think well, it was it was used. So generally, textbooks on Amazon are four dollars to ship if they're not free. Mm-hmm. In my experience, so mm-hmm. I got my textbook for four dollars and one cent, and then the only thing I ever needed it for was uh, studying the vocab, so I could answer the multiple choice questions on the test. All I right. think there may have been like a few case studies that I kind of glossed over, but yeah. all right. So, what's yeah. the next? What's the next? I like this chart so okay so now you've got you have your book list you've emailed your professors you kind of got an idea of at least some of them uh check the library for your textbooks because you may be able to just check your textbooks out from your university library and uh some for the whole semester uh you can check them out you could like check them out for a certain period of time and just kind of like try to get through it as fast as you want to if you really want to save money or sometimes you can just keep it as long as there's not a wait list and also, some libraries keep books on reserve. A lot of textbooks will be kept on reserve. And what that means is you can come to the library and you can check it out for like two or three hours at a time and use it while you're there. All right. I just – I think I may have just come up with the most brilliant idea in the whole world. Okay. Why couldn't you go to your bookstore, find the book you want, take a picture of every page and save it in Evernote? Dude, at my college, oh, is people that illegal? sold bound versions of yeah, that we'll for like that. super cheap. So I'm sorry, that was, that's I mean, that was part of my list. tip. But that's, so Lifehacker, yeah. Lifehacker has a uh, textbook buying guide, like sort of like mine, and mm-hmm. they recommend that, but it's not legal. Mm. So mm. officially on the podcast, I'm going to say don't do this because it's not legal. But I can't stop anybody from doing it. It's certainly not like you're going. You know, you you can like you physically can do it. Yes, but it's I would say it's unethical. I don't know. Okay. You are you are. There is no difference between taking a picture of every page and pirating the book. You know. I know. So I'm not, I know. I'm not I know. I know. Loser. But there, you know, I'm not your dad. So. Right. Morality is subjective, man. Yeah. yeah man. Though the police are not usually subjective unless no. you're not rich. Yeah. <laughs> that, is a, that is a point there. Okay. So you got your, your you check your library. Next step is you buy books from past students. Check Facebook groups. Huh. There are generally Facebook groups for your class. So class of 2018 or whatever your class is, go to the Facebook group. Go to the one uh, immediately above that and two years above that and ask, anybody got this book? I'll buy it off you. And um, they will generally sell it to you for way cheaper than a bookstore will. You can also check sites like Clusterflunk. That's uh, clusterflunk.com. It's All like right. a... It's like a social network for college students that actually like has class chat rooms and everything where people can do. And then like student organizations, you could like it, there's an MIS club at Iowa State, and if I was in it, I could be like, hey, whoever's older than me, um, I know you've taken the classes I need to take, so can you sell me your book when you're done? Mm-hmm. Like just find students who are already taking the classes or who have already taken them before and ask them to sell you their books, and they'll probably sell it to you for cheaper 
they're probably going to make more money than buyback would give them, and you're going to make or you're going to get it for cheaper. Wow. Okay. So there's that. Next step: find a group of classmates to share the book with. So if it's one of those ah. types of books you don't have to use very often, you can share. <laughs> Maybe a member of the gender that you would like to have relations with. Yeah. Maybe that's an excuse to it meet some. Uh... That's a life hack. Yeah. Well, see, you got to be the one to offer the value. So then, you, at that point, you got to buy the book and then offer to share. With yeah, I'm cheap, so no, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be the guy that creeps up on some girl and says, like, <laughs> "Hey, good looking. Hey, we should, we should we should share off your book. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would do buy it. Buy a beer. Well, hey, buy a beer. That sounded a little creepy. I'd be more. Hey, uh, do <laughs> you want to share that book with me or what? <laughs> or or what? Or else. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Okay, moving yeah, somebody, on. Somebody, this book with somebody try that and then report back. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear it. Hey, yeah, I want to hear the story. How did it go? All right. I got kicked out of school. I still have uh, debt. <laughs> I shouldn't have went to Duke. That's a bad joke. <laughs> it's a Duke. It's a. Oh wait, I think I. Does it, okay. Sorry. So uh, at this point, we have exhausted the options for not buying from a seller. So now, buy the books you have to buy. And this is where my flowchart spits into three different little things. One, check out cool new startups. There's one called Boundless, and they do textbook alternatives. They take, they essentially take Wikipedia content and they try to arrange it in a way that it is close to popular textbook editions. So their editions of textbooks are $20. Whoa. And you can get their textbook with a quiz app that helps you review everything and homework help section, I think, for 20 bucks. That's pretty dope. And they also have what are called open textbooks, and they don't really advertise it very much anymore because it obviously doesn't make them any money, but there are versions of the textbooks that, like, they have a basic algebra, basic history, basic, you know, psychology. Like open source textbooks? ETC. Yeah, it's right on their website. You can get a, the majority of any, like, uh, general 101 class information through a boundless open textbook for free. Huh. So that's a good option. And then there's another startup called Packback Books. They got funded by Mark Cuban on uh, Shark Tank recently. Yeah. And their idea is to offer $5 per day digital textbook rentals. So instead of paying 40 or 50 bucks to rent for an entire semester, uh, you basically rent it for five bucks a day. So if it's the type of textbook where you don't need to do the whole semester, but then the professor's like, oh, here's a homework assignment from the back of the book. You could pay five bucks to get it for that night and then be oh, That's interesting. Yeah. And if uh, you're looking, well, what else you got? Oh, I mean, I was going to ask if you have anything to add at this point because I'm just like trucking through this uh, flow well, chart here. Nothing, nothing that's a new startup related. Well, I was just going to, you know, I want to talk about textbooks, but we're going to go into other areas. But, yeah. Uh, as far as like books, do you guys have to read like literary books in school? Like and do uh, like in high school? Do yeah? yeah. So I mean, there's a great uh, resource that I know about called Thug Notes. I love Thug Notes. <laughs> Sparky like, Sweets PhD. Like the name. <laughs> Just go on YouTube, search Thug Notes. You're welcome, and also <laughs> thank you, Omar, for turning me on to that because it's great. It's just great. Did you have to take uh, the English lit class, or did you like test out of it? I took I took uh, like two fifty in the basic composition. Yeah, I took that in high school. Oh, you took that? Yeah, because I took everything in high school. I took a lit class in high school, so I fortunately did not have to take it here and slog through Gone with the Wind or some giant yeah. book. Yeah, 
I hate War assigned reading. Yeah. yeah, or something. Uh, okay, so there's two two more parts to that step of the flowchart. After you've exhausted your startup options, use a price comparison tool to find the best prices at online bookstore uh, sellers. Studentrate.com has one. Uh, there are others, but I think that's the one that's coming to mind right now. You basically just either put the title or the ISBN number into the search bar, mm-hmm. and it will give you a listing of the prices um, the different options of used, rental, new, shipping costs, everything. And you can smartly figure out what you want uh, to pay from each seller. And then wow. lastly, you just check your local bookstores. See if there's like a secondhand bookstore in your town. Um, Ames used to have a second bookstore that was like a university bookstore, but it closed. But if your town has that, it's good to check it out. After that, you got your information. Buy them and weep a little bit. <laughs> now, does anybody have any tricks or tips or suggestions when it comes to saving money on living expenses while you're now obviously living at home is the best option right while you're going to school if you can if you can if you're in state i guess you could survive that depends uh, on what it'll do to your brain but yeah what what if you're dormant is there Dude, a, is there any like i was in a super nerdy college yeah. i joined a fraternity which meant that i just had a lot of video game buddies and uh, living in the fraternity house was uber cheap, and the beer in our vending machine was also uber cheap. You said the beer <laughs> in your vending machine? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had so, a beer vending machine. Yeah, Natty Ice, nice. only the best. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> only the something. You, you but it was all very me. cheap. You could yeah. not pay me. No, you couldn't pay me either. No, thank you. Could, they couldn't pay you? I paid. <laughs> yeah, you paid. Oh, all man. right. So you're, are you suggesting that living in a frat house made college cheaper for you? Ah, uh, dude, my living expenses were almost like nothing. It was it was so cheap to live there, uh, and it was like all basically my best friends at the time, and now we weren't like a like some crazy, we were just like a bunch of nerds playing like Mario Kart. So it was like oh, so yeah, you weren't getting laid or anything, so you're fine. You didn't have to spend money. Uh, on pretty much. No, Moving on. <laughs> uh, uh, Martin, you're in college. Are you yeah. doing anything currently to save any money? Well, at this point, I basically I have my financial situation pretty stable. So okay. some of my spending is pretty dumb. I spend a ridiculous amount on food. Everything else, I'm, I, I just don't buy a lot of other things to make up for that. So I save money on everything but my groceries. I spend like 300 by myself every month. See, but, now, uh, that doesn't seem like a lot to me at all. And I know on uh, the last time we talked, you guys said the food is ridiculous. Like the the on campus food is expensive, right? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. What's well, what's the de- what's the deal with that? So you guys said that uh, I remember you guys talking about a grocery episode where you each only spend two hundred bucks a month on groceries. Me, I I do. You do, but Andrew said four hundred between him and Laura. Yeah. So that oh, would yeah. be like so, yes. person. Mm-hmm. And we were feeling bad because I t- I spent like four fifty. And like, what are you he eating, also, man? Well, I mean, okay, I go to Hy-Vee every day to get a salad from the salad bar. Uh, like, I guess Ivy is not hip, hipster is, local co-op. Yeah, we go to the local expensive. co-op. I what? buy my free-range eggs and oh, like the ones stuff. with the yolks that are such the deep, like yellow. You know, that means yeah. they're good. That means they're yep. good. Yeah, yeah. I tried to buy yeah, pasture like $10 eggs. But hot I think dogs. they like stop selling pasture eggs, but still. I spend a lot on food. Yeah, but um, the thing is you can not spend a lot of food if you want to and you're cooking. But if you're on a meal plan, you kind of don't have a choice. So uh, 
I, I think I did like the per meal. I did like per meal cost calculations when I was a freshman and I was paying like seven and a half dollars per meal based on my, uh, the cost of my meal plan. Yeah. And I did other calculations with this stir fry that I would make every day a few years ago when I was in my apartment. And that was only about $3 and I would only need to eat it twice a day because it was huge. Right. So it's like eating on $6 a day versus like 14 to 21 based on how many meals you eat. So the meal plan, if you live in a dorm, you're often forced to buy one and then you're just you're throwing a lot of money down the toilet because you could be cooking. See, now I'm going to talk to you, Tom, here because, uh, you know, ramen's a big thing in college, right? Don't eat ramen. <laughs> but you understand what I'm coming from. It's a yeah. big thing in college. It's cheap. People eat it, but it's technically not food. Yeah, I saw that thing where they like put the camera down the dude's throat to see if like the noodles digest and they take super long time to digest. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't eat ramen. <laughs> so, but you mentioned stir but yeah, fry. People do. Oh, so my stir fry, I have a blog post. Actually, the best place to go is uh if you if you search eating healthy in college, there's a nerd fitness article on it okay. that I wrote. And my recipe's in there. So, I mean, like, we could put it in the show notes or something. But yeah, please. it's a pretty simple recipe. It's, like, rice, chicken, like, the frozen chicken. It's pretty cheap. Uh, like, spinach and onions and peppers with eggs. It's really filling. It gives you, like, every single food group. Yeah. I calculated the cost out to be, like, $3.30 per meal. Dude. And I would only need to eat it twice a day. Now, did you have a kitchen in when you lived in college? No, no. This is only in the apartment. So, the you had, but you had a kitchen. In the apartment, yeah. I lived in the dorms for, for two and a half years. So in your dorms, I, I had a meal plan. You were on a meal plan. Do you have to be on a meal plan, or can you, like, bring a hot plate? Uh, if you So at Iowa State, if you live in the dorms, you have to have a meal plan. Uh. Except for there are two specific dorms that are a half mile south of campus. They're only single rooms, and you can not have a meal plan if you're in those. But if you're in any of the on-campus dorms, then you have to have one. And you can get, like, the one where it's only seven meals a week. But it's still pretty expensive per meal, and you're kind of throwing money down the toilet. So I like – I really liked dorms. I loved it for the first year. And I think, like, it's a good experience to yeah, have you need to, get yeah. in the thick of it yeah. for the first year. But after that, you probably should get out. What know, are some other it. ways that you guys know about where you can save – you can cut corners while attending college? Uh, you want to talk about living off campus? Because I mean, there's more to that. So, well, yeah, living living off campus saves so much money just by moving to the apartments. I mean, we're we're like three miles ish away mm. from campus now, but we're also saving roughly two hundred dollars from what we were in the on campus apartments per month, and that's that's a pretty good amount of extra groceries you can get with two hundred dollars. Yeah. So there's that, and then. Uh, I don't know how it is in a lot of other places with colleges, but we have a great public transit system here. So in Iowa, in this city, it's like the best you can get within, I think they say four blocks of anywhere in the city on the bus. Honestly, I've been skating by without a car until like last week. So I've got through a lot of years of college without ever needing one. Yeah, that is surprising. So saving so many thousands of dollars. I did not have to spend. You just got your first car like last week, right? Yeah. Or this week. So, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, uh, public transit, yeah. that's an option. In Ames, Iowa, they have the best the bus system's called SciRide. It goes everywhere. If you're a student, it's free. You don't need a car. And then wow. you can bike when it's not like in the winter it's blizzarding all the time and it sucks, but 
any other time, you could also bike or walk or whatever. So it's not necessary. I would never I mean, think that for the Midwest. Yeah, I know. I mean, you like guys where Andrew like, lives, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you guys probably think we're like sitting in a cornfield right now. Oh, we we are. Wait, to be you fair, guys aren't. To be fair, there is a cornfield right outside yeah, our door. We live right next to one. <laughs> Free corn. We're we're on the we're on the edge of Ames. That's how you save money. You see, or you the distinction because most most corn that is grown in Iowa is feed corn for animals. Right. Right. So, or or for high fructose corn syrup. Ugh. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go eat that. Mm-mm. I tried to because I detasseled corn for like four summers, and I would like take a bite out of it every once in a while. Have you ever seen King of Corn? <laughs> No, I have a documentary on Netflix. Mm-mm. All right, well, King of if Corn. You, if you're interested in it, if you're interested in, uh, I think exactly what we're talking about. Where I didn't realize that there was corn that is pretty much unedible. They, yeah. they purposely grow it, and you, it, it tastes like biting into chalk, and it's yep. pretty bad. And they use it for uh, high fructose corn syrup and for feed for cattle, which cattle don't eat corn. But hey, you know, yeah, I don't know if a lot of people realize. Uh, corn is used for so much more than just sweet the, corn. Yeah, than just, than just like canned corn or frozen corn or corn in the cob. I would estimate that that's like less than 2% of what most corn goes to. So. Yeah. yeah, well, it's an interesting documentary. But that's yeah. because I'm weird about I'm weird about food. So, uh, but, all right. Yeah, anyway, here in Iowa, we pay we pay 300 bucks a month for rent. Whoa. It's Yeah, I know, that's right? Ridiculous. It's super cheap. So yeah, what? go to college in a state where it's cheap to live, and uh, there's there your biggest money saving tip. Come, um, to, come to Iowa, it's nice. but it's like it's a catch twenty two because you're you know you guys had mentioned like uh, living or going to college in state the state that you live in is cheap. Mm, yeah, but well, if you so live in a state that's expensive as shit, then you know there is uh, there are several reciprocity agreements between um, regional areas of the country. Mm-hmm. So reciprocity reciprocity is agreements between states to let students from the states uh, within the region go to other state colleges for either in-state tuition or one and a half times uh, in-state tuition rather than out of state. So Mm -hmm. Iowa is a bunch of dicks because they don't (laughs) they don't play nice with reciprocity. So South Dakota. All right. But every other state in the Midwest or no. uh, Yeah. North Dakota, Minnesota. Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, Illinois, Indiana, Missouri, Nebraska, Kansas, all of those, if you want to go to a different university in one of those states, as long as you're from one of them, I think you pay one and a half times tuition instead of out of state. And like Iowa, uh, in-state tuition is like 6000 a year. Out of state is like 19000 a year. So it's a significant bump if you're out of state. So, you know, there's a good tip. If you're looking at going at an out-of-state school, see if there's a reciprocity agreement that you can uh take advantage of otherwise look at in-state because out-of-state is just insane i might be yeah i might be grasping at straws here but is there like a college discount that you can that people don't know to ask for when you go to places uh uh, there's a lot of discounts for students um maybe like restaurants or local like but i mean because i the reason i ask that is because my friends in the military and Everywhere he goes, he always asks, "Is there a military discount?" Because he never, he doesn't, he says, "I don't know," so like, I only know if I ask. So yeah. like, uh, and he in saves, Hoboken, there's something that's called like duck bucks or duck bills. What we have in where and it's I like live. a college currency type thing, but they could use it at all the local vendors. So we have that here. I live in a college town. And we have they're called borough bucks, mm. and it's mm. the same deal. 
But I, I'm not, what I'm what I'm asking is, is there like will for instance, uh, and I'm trying to think of ways to save money in college. You need clothes, right? Are there college discounts for clothes? So um, I guess the biggest general one to to mention is studentrate.com is like the big aggregator of deals for students. Mm -hmm. So like you can go in there and you can find like deals on laptops. You can find deals on books. They have that good textbook search tool, deals on clothes and all kinds of stuff. So like it's a good place to look if you're a student. Um, There's not much in the way of like, oh, I'm a student. Can I get a a restaurant discount? Yeah. I've heard of like certain cities where like you can get a, a card from the university and get discounts like locally. Right. But it's not very common in my, in my experience. Like here names, there's nothing where it's like you can just get a discount at Applebee's because you're a student. So I see. But there's a lot of things like um, software companies are big. Like if you want to get the Adobe suite, you're gonna pay way less if you're a student. Yeah. Like if you want to get like Creative Cloud, it's like right. ten or twenty bucks a month instead of fifty. Uh, laptops, you can get Amazon Prime for half off. You can get Spotify for half off. But these uh, are all luxuries, I think. Yeah. In a sense. But people want them anyway. I don't know. Do you know of any others? Uh, student discounts? Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know of a lot other than like tech stuff because being in a tech-related major, most mm-hmm. of like all of my Windows installs on my desktop have been free, all sorts of stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That. What's that thing called it's that we like, have access uh, to? Is Microsoft, I think they call it DreamSpark now. I think they changed the okay. name. It used to be like MSD some. Yeah, MSDNAA. It was something like that. Yeah. Now it's now it's DreamSpark, I think, and uh, Microsoft gives away a whole bunch of free software. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that was I'm, nice. I'm sure you get a lot of questions, Tom, on your website from from readers who or listeners even who say, "I'm I'm I'm ready to go to college. I'm about to go, and I'm looking to save money." I imagine, yeah. or am I wrong? Yeah, they do, and like that's one of my main focuses. I actually have a huge list of stuff that I emailed Andrew earlier. So, um. There's the discounts, but there's also like access to free stuff. So uh, on your college, you need to take advantage of these things. Like you have free access to your fitness center, so you use that. There are generally like student organizations that give massive discounts to things you'd want to do. Like I know the skydiving club gives you a massive discount if you want to go skydiving. If you go through them, that's pretty awesome. There's yeah. like outdoor adventures. If you want to travel to California and go surfing, go with your school's outdoor excursions club and you can pay way less. You know, speaking of which, there's uh people who travel abroad can hang out with uh, Andy Steves and mm. do that and do that yeah. stuff. Yeah. You guys you guys interviewed him, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um there's a there's an episode of the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast. Yeah, it's like Travis. 30, I think it's like 37 or something, but it's with a dude who is like the, stu- the study abroad coordinator for his university, and he gives some great advice on study abroad. So, oh, that's great. So got a alarm going off right now. Um, so, if, yeah, if you want to study abroad, check out that episode. That's some good stuff. Um, yeah, Travis is the man, by the way. Travis <laughs> is the man. Yeah, we hung out at uh, – WDS, yeah, WDS, yeah, it was awesome. He's a, he's a Philly guy, so we're gonna hang out soon. I keep I keep emailing him, or he keeps texting me, and I and I'm like, hey man, he's like, I got a bottle of Blue Coat Gin, with your name <laughs> on it. I'm like, let's do this thing. He's like, all right, next week. I'm like, all right, whatever, whenever, when you want, whatever you want. We're all gonna hang out at podcast movement, so absolutely, that's gonna happen. Yeah. Okay, so other free things. Yeah. There's free condoms if you're a student. No shit. Yes, everywhere. go to the health Bucket center. Seven. They're everywhere. Andrew, did you know that? Because you were too busy playing video games. I didn't realize if you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I bought all of my condoms in college. Did you really? 
All, all my condom, yes. <laughs> all my condom. Oh, yeah. That just reminds me. He was like, yeah, I stayed, I stayed in a condom when I was at Tintin College. No, 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 no. no. That's a condo. <laughs> You're mistaken. In Japan, there's a store called Condomania. And my friends was like, my friends were like, oh, it's just a real estate broker. They just like sell condos. I was like, no. that's a giant condom man. You're, that mascot right there is condom. If and, I go on there, I'm going to buy sexual things. Yep. In, uh, in Philadelphia, on South Street, we have uh, Condom Kingdom. So, yeah. <laughs> so you have that. You have that. Free yeah. tax preparation, which I think we talked about Vita earlier in a different yeah. episode. We, we did talk uh, about that. Yeah. So, the, Oh, no. I think we may have talked about it in my podcast when you guys came on. We talked but, about there's an there's an older version for like elderly people. And then there's yeah, the that's younger. like tax counseling for the elderly. <laughs> right, students in particular, there's a program called VITA. It's Volunteer Income Tax Assistance. Right. Yeah. You show up yes, to it. They do your taxes free. There's free counseling and stress management, free lectures, free movies on campus, free laptop rentals. So if you don't have a laptop, you can rent a laptop hmm. every week if you want. Uh, there's always free food on campuses and the condom thing reminded me of something because when I became an RA, they gave me like a bucket of condoms. I was supposed uh, to get, you were an RA. I was an RA. And there's a tip. If you want to save money in college, be an RA because it's for room and board. Were you a cool RA or were you like, I was a badass RA. And by that, I was like, never there. You were like, but, when the doors closed, I don't want to know. Well, I got lucky because okay. all my students were honor students. Ah, you did get so, it. They weren't bad. I like I coded this website that looked like an iPhone app. It was called Stock Your CA, and it had my schedule on there, had my location via Foursquare check-ins, and it had my phone number and my texting number. We're, so talking, anybody... about, we're talking about an RA and not a TA, right? Yes, RA, Residence okay. Hall Assistant. Okay. So I lived in the hall, but since Martin and everyone lived in the apartments off campus, I usually hung out there. Yeah, we stole him from his job, <laughs> kind of. Got it. So I only did it for one semester because I that's, mainly wanted but to if hang you want to that how does that save you money? Because it's free room and board. Oh shit, really? They pay for your dorm, they pay for your meals. You still get, so, don't you get like a stipend and still? you get a stipend. It was like $180 every month. It's ridiculous. So it ended up being like 720 bucks over the semester. So you get that, it pays for your room and board, which is not insignificant. No, that's And huge. I had enough time between classes, between running College of Geek and doing an RA to have another job 10 hours a week, which is where I worked at the Career Center. So I did that both I did both things in the same semester. You were doing so, all college stuff. Yeah, I did You everything. can't escape college if you tried. <laughs> I did it all, but yeah, so being an RA is a really good uh, a really good way to save money, honestly. Like you don't have to pay for your dorm and you don't have to pay for food. It's pretty nice. Uh, on the downside, you have a lot of bullshit paperwork to do yeah. and if you get put in the wrong hall, you're going to have to deal with Drunk students yeah, God who forbid, yeah. drop acid at 3 a.m. and get naked and run into a girl's room and then get tased by the cops and like beat the cops up and then have to get taken down by eight cops. That happened. That, I was going to say, that's very what? specific. <laughs> it happened in the hall below me. I felt really bad for the CA down there. Uh, the RA. All right, yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything else on that list of yours, that massive list? Because uh, yes. you are like, the king of this thing. You're the king of just, you're the king of college, I think. I, I, I try. CollegeKing.com. Well, you should Col buy that. Yeah. College I don't want to do that because then I'm going to no, feel get like a, that like boring dude really, with a crown. Yeah, get a crown. Oh you'll, be all, you'll be all corny. Yeah, you um, can just be one of those Burger King crowns. Hockey. You know? Oh, you just, great. I'm going to get you one. I, there is a picture of me wearing my girlfriend's little crown from the anime conference last week. But it's when I had a mustache, so I look really stupid. <laughs> but anyway, or, I have, or really cool. 
Or really cool. It's true. Yeah. I, I I'm looking at Martin right now. I'm surprised he didn't punch you right in the face. <laughs> he's like, I have a mustache. What the fuck's that mean? Well, he's got he's got like, be a little bit uh, of beer he, going on. He had though. only the mustache. Uh, and he, you guys he, like it. had a biker helmet. He looked like a, a bike cop. Like well, the worst thing is like, <laughs> like super troopers. Like completely. Yes. I look one hundred like twenty percent. Also, my father and I look very similar. My father's like 60 pounds more muscle than me, right. but he has a mustache. So when I got that, I looked just like him. And my girlfriend was like, I'm dating your dad. This is really weird. <laughs> no, he, he aged like 40 years. But, some, but I'm turned on for some reason. <laughs> it's at, Look, hey, you uh, didn't you do cosplay where you were – or is that yeah. coming up? Well, I did it. Yeah, you it, did it. the pictures are on Facebook now. If you want to see them, but I was I was Mike Hagar from Final Fight in Marvel vs. Capcom Three. If anybody plays fighting games, otherwise they're not gonna know who the heck that is. Yeah. But basically, I had you the mustache me. and I had like a lead pipe and like this belt thing over my chest. Um. Anyway, that's not really rele- relevant. To no, it's not relevant. No. But I, so I, re- I have more little tiny tips. Go but for I it. want you to talk about your huge way of saving like three thousand dollars on tuition because that's pretty big. Uh, which which way? Uh, There's so many ways. Early. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, that makes sense. So graduating early, it turns out, saves you a ton because no matter what your expenses are, you're gonna save six months worth of them. Yeah. Great job. Uh, in order to do that, you're gonna have to be the kind of person who puts a ton of time into planning out their schedule. Talk to your advisor if you need. All the all the materials are probably there. The university isn't like hiding it from you. They right. they have to give it to you. So. Figure out how to do that. Cut through all the red tape. Talk to the people. Talk to your advisor a lot. I had to talk to my advisor like 40 million times to get through all the things I had to to graduate early. But I will be saving the entire cost of everything for there. <laughs> I'll be able to do full, full-time job because I'm graduating early. Working 40 hours a week pays you a lot more than losing money because you're in school. So this if you can graduate earlier, then... Yeah. By all yeah. means, do it. I mean, I'm still going to chill in town. I'm not going to lose my friends, but I am going to gain all of the money. Yeah. So it's mostly just planning and working with your advisor and knowing how to get past a lot of a lot of courses. I took a couple that covered two different requirements. Like I was double dipping into the requirements, and that that is uh, one of the best tactics that I could think of to save time. And then you got a – didn't you get out of a, like a prereq situation as well? Yeah, I, I'm going to have to – I can take it concurrently, but I was going to have to take – I had two prereqs to fulfill. I took one this summer, and then I, I couldn't take the other one this summer. So I went and I talked to the dean of the college. I got it set up. I proved that I knew what I was doing so that I can take them concurrently, the two classes. Because without that, I would have had to take a whole other semester because of one class. And that is a hell of a waste of money. So if you're in any kind of situation similar to that, try to talk to someone and get out of it. Most people are going to let you through. Like it's If you can logically do it, they're not going to say, screw you, I know that 3,000 other students are going to ask for this because they're not going to ask not for right. it. Most students aren't going to even think about it. So huh. talk to everyone with power and get out of there as fast as you can with your degree if that's what you need you'll you'll save a lot of money yeah planning will save you a ton of money i know people that have been here for like like maybe five six years that's if they had maybe planned that differently 
they could have saved several years worth of tuition, room and board, food, personal, everything. Right. So much. Well, it's like what Andrew said with what Adam Carroll said, which was college is a business decision. And that, and and like knowing the plan is going to get you through faster. Yeah. 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 You don't make a business decision without a plan. Any research. A plan. You're just like, oh, hey, yeah. hey, let's just let's launch this. I don't really know what it does. <laughs> it we'll figure it out later. It looks cool. Widget X. It'll work. Yeah. No, you don't do that. You That's gotta, what undeclared yeah. is. That's like, yeah. you know, just going into college like, <laughs> yeah, fuck, I, I'm supposed to be here, I think. Uh, there's a good savings tip. Don't, just don't come yet. Yeah. Probably. Chill. <laughs> think about it. Well, I mentioned, yeah. uh, you know, like, I mentioned on another, another podcast, like, should I go to college? And I, I pointed at myself knowing that I, I've never been to college. I mean, knowing that, like, just taking the break between... You know, you, and, and you know what? I'm going to digress. Because parents can be a problem. Would anyone here agree that parents and counselors and teachers can sometimes put a little bit too much pressure on a student before they get into college? And maybe yeah. that's not – that's maybe like, you know, taking that, that, that summer – not even summer – the entire year break – before you go into college, you know, between high school and college, uh, do you think that there's there's a there's something there to save money? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, you bring up a good point because when you talk to a lot of you know, if you, when you look at a lot of high school programs and the way that guidance counselors work, it's all about college preparedness. Yeah. Whereas not you know not every student needs to go to college. Uh, I met with Adam Carroll because he happens to live about forty five minutes <laughs> yeah, away from close me. By, yeah. And he was talking about for his documentary, Broke, Busted, and Disgusted, um, the final like $10,000 in funding that actually put it over the top came all at once. And it came from the Iowa Steel uh, Metal Workers Association. And he was like, why would the Iowa Medical Worker or Metal, Metal Workers Association want to fund a college documentary? So he went and talked to him. And he's like, and the representative was like, it's because we want to recruit people out of high school because we have apprenticeship programs where people can come be a metal worker under an experienced person for three years, get their license and be making 70 K a year Mm. after that, no college needed, but we don't want the bums. We want people who could go to college, but don't necessarily need it. And so people who watch documentaries, (laughs) (laughs) maybe, I don't know. I just think they're trying to get their name out, but that, that is really a good point. Like not everyone needs to go to college and not everyone needs to go to college right now. Right, Right away. Yeah. Yeah, the how do you pronounce caveat? 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 I don't know. Uh, caveat. 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 <laughs> the caveat is uh, some scholarships are like for high school students going in, straight into college. So if you take a gap year, uh, you may be foregoing some scholarship ah, opportunities. I see. However, most of the scholarships I won were won in college. So. Which is, it's a good thing to, to keep applying for scholarships while you're in school. See, that's all right. There's a tip right there because yeah. I didn't know that's a thing. That is a thing. And it's, uh, I think it's best to focus on local scholarships that are done through your particular university or through businesses in your community. Because uh, in high school, the, the guidance counselor was always like, check out FastWeb, check out Capex, check out Zinch. And they're all these big giant mm. scholarship aggregator sites. Yeah. But the problem is there's like eight zillion bazillion college students on there, or you know, high school students there's and college so students. So many of these aggregate there's, sites. 
there's so much competition you yeah. can't get through the noise like you're just a blip on the radar but if you're like one of a hundred applicants out of your school you have a lot better chance of uh winning that scholarship and you know i know we're talking about saving money in college but if you find a way to make money make, make money yeah it doesn't take sure. up a whole lot of your time the balance it balances out what so, about what about grants grants are also a thing grants are usually need-based so oh. uh i mean the biggest grants you you got grants right all sorts of grants. Yeah, the biggest thing with the and grants is uh, you, you fill out your FAFSA, and then the grants usually come through that. And so did like you FAFSA get any? On time. Yeah, did you get any grants or scholarships or anything? No, I, I was not the best student. No. What, what does that mean? I uh, I was like a B. I was like a three maybe a little higher, three point two in high school, and then roughly the same in college. I'm I, I'm lazy at times, so. Okay. I know. I got, I got no grants. I mean, and your parents no. probably made enough that you didn't have need based. So, no, so that was the thing. To. Like, we we didn't qualify. So, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that was the same with me. My parents made enough money. They didn't have the money. Right. But they made yeah, that, enough. That, that, that it, like, it, that's the problem with that's the fast the thing. Yeah. Line there. Yeah. Which sucks and, because it's not. It's not. It's not like everyone's like guaranteed that their parents are going to pay for their college. Yeah, and all, that's yeah. the thing is just because yeah. yeah so. Bullshit! If your parents have money, you you don't qualify. And you know, there's yeah, quite yeah. a lot of people who make a lot of money, and they're just like, or they don't talk debt. to their parents, or they don't talk to like one of their parents who has all the money. Like, there's a lot of it, there's situation. a lot of problems. Well, I mean, one of the problems is parents that make a lot of money, but they don't listen to listen money matters. So that they <laughs> yeah, spend that's it a all. Hu- you know, that's a huge problem <laughs> that they don't listen to listen money matters. I mean, just in yeah. general, you know. Uh, you know, it's something well, that we should listen to it. <laughs> yeah, we're getting, you know, uh, one of the things that we're going to focus on this year is we're going to start a, uh, a fundraiser to, to get more people to listen. <laughs> listen to Money Matters, <laughs> especially parents. That's a, that's a great idea. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a cause that I'm I, I, I you know, I feel it's near and dear really to my heart. near and dear to me. It's yeah. Close to the chest, you know, it, it's going to help a lot of people. Basically, yeah, the same way Sarah McLaughlin feels about Golden Retrievers is the way I feel about people that should listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, yeah, like, I, I considered myself pretty financially educated before I found you guys. Yeah. But, like, it's a mindfulness thing. I listen to you guys because it makes me think about my finances. Yeah, you don't think, have to necessarily learn. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do learn things from you guys a lot. But, like, <laughs> I think the main benefit besides laughing at Andrew freaking out when he drinks a coffee every morning. <laughs> it's just like saying, oh, yeah, I should do that. Right. You know? It like puts it fresh in my mind. Yeah. So, well, uh, so I think we covered a lot of ground here. What do you think? Uh, I yeah, think I have a, a couple lot. of things well, that it, I want to say. Yeah, do it. Do it, man. Okay, so number one, I talked about this in my podcast with you guys, but it hasn't been mentioned on your show. So I want to say there's I, – I don't remember – the name of the form, it's an IRS form. You, you might be able to ask somebody at your bookstore. Um, but if you go to a state university, usually they shouldn't t- uh, charge you taxes, like sales tax, but they do. Mm-hmm. So you can get this form, and if you attach your educational expense receipts to it, they'll refund your sales tax. Right. And for me, I bought hmm. a MacBook and an iPad from the bookstore, and I ended up getting like 75 bucks back. So you can save some money that way. Cool. Um Another big thing, honestly, I think is just get a part-time job on on campus. Yeah. For one, I I learned more from my part-time jobs than I learned from classes yeah. because they were part like they were they were close to my major. They were IT jobs, but I made money. Right. I always had money to spend. 
Money and experience and education. And, yeah, and the friends who Trifecta. sat in the dorms and played Fallout Three for ten hours on end had no money, and they could never go to movies when they, yeah, you know, that's just, something. Yeah. You'll yeah. get more money anyway because the companies are going to want to hire the person with the experience, experience in that yeah. field, regardless right. of. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, that's... if they have two points, point two above you in their GPA, but no experience, you're still getting the job, so you get even more money later on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Man. is that it? Uh. I, I, I thought you had a third oh, one. Oh, oh, oh that, that's it, Tom. That's all things. you got. I sent a lot of things to Andrew. So I mean, there's there's more. Uh, consider community college. It's always yes, a good option. Yep, I mean, yep. I referenced that I referenced that CNN Money article before mm-hmm. that talks about community college grads making more than bachelor's grads if they put in the effort. That'll certainly uh, save you money. I am an advocate of in-state publicly funded schools. I actually had a commenter like flame me the other day because I recommended. They're like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be like uh, putting down private colleges because name does matter. And I'm like, not to Google. Maybe in certain cases, but for the majority of students, I'm not going to tell them to shackle themselves with eighty thousand dollars in debt because they want to have Harvard on their resume. Yeah. You know, you can think, what if I went to a president, uh, prestigious university? But you, if you put in the effort, you're going to have a happy life. You know, going to mm-hmm. a state school, it's gonna be fine. Yeah, uh, actually, so, I think state schools are more known than private schools. Yeah, so there's a good point that I read in a book, which I want to plug. Um, and the author was talking about how the prestigious universities have these famous professors. Well, how do professors get famous? Through research papers and yeah. publications. Yeah, and if they're doing that, they don't have time to talk to an undergrad <laughs> right. about. Econ 101, you know, they're not going to talk supply and demand huh, interesting. when they're being Ben Bernanke. So if you go to a, co- a community college or a state college, in my experience, those professors, they're not famous, but they're a hell of a lot more willing to sit down and talk to you. Yeah. And and they're very interested in your success. Right. And the book I want to recommend is called Debt Free You. Uh, it's by Zach Bissonette, and he wrote it while he was a senior, and it's just, it's mind-blowing. It's amazing. Really? Uh, it's kind of written like to the parents of students because i think he's smart and he knows most students won't read it themselves Hmm. but it's amazing it's the top of my essential books list for students i think everyone should read it if they're in college and they're going to college just learn it it's amazing it talks about how the fafsa is like fucked up it talks about how the rankings for colleges are bullshit and it talks about how you can afford school wow so it's it's great cool that's awesome man well, wow. so I think that's the end of my ranting. Good, we, I think we covered it. I think we covered it. And uh, just to go a- around the table and and thank everybody for being on the show, Thomas Frank, CollegeInfoGeek.com. Right? Yep. <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm looking for you for confirmation. Like, is that is that correct, Thomas? That uh, is, yeah, CollegeInfoGeek.com yeah. is my site, and I also have a podcast too. So. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, you do have a podcast, College Info Geek, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and my- you guys are on it. So if anybody wants to listen to more listening money matters episode 21 <laughs> i only have 26 episodes so i can remember my episode that's numbers. true yeah i could i don't even remember what we posted today what do we post today i don't know anyway uh martin baby uh and you have uh polyglot.com yes sir i i just it's so like i i i'm having trouble saying polyglot that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, you get, yeah, polyglot. Polyglot. You just gotta focus on the owl, and it'll guide you. That's through what it. I'm doing. I'm po- I'm I'm, I'm envisioning an owl. Yeah. Ooh, it's that. wise. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The owl. The owl. Suddenly, it starts speaking to you in Chinese. Just there you go. That. There you go. <laughs> so it's p o w l y g l o t dot com. Yeah. 
Okay, excellent. And Andrew Fiebert of ListenMoneyMatters.com. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Well, uh, all right, so guys, thank you for being on the show. And uh, you guys have been on it before. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. I, I, I enjoy these, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's it's relax. I feel very relaxed right now. It could be the wine, could be the company. <laughs> Who knows? Steal more wine. Yeah, it could wine. be it could be a combination of both. Uh, save money, steal your wine. There you go. Steal your wine, save money. That's a that's my college tip. There you steal go. Steal your booze. <laughs> or don't be a booze hipster. <laughs> yeah, like me. <laughs> yeah. Don't or yeah, just drink cheap booze. You know, don't do that yeah, though. It- Save yourself. Uh, I know it's college. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You're gonna get. You're gonna drink Natty Ice, PBR, whatever, whatever's yeah. available. Do they still make Beast? What's that? Milwaukee's best. <laughs> Never heard. Uh, of that. I was really hoping it had to do with the X Men. No, no. X Men themed beer. No. Like that, I would drink. Like, that. That'd be cool. I feel like that that brand Actually, was canceled. I don't yeah. know if I drink that because there's a there's a beer called Eight Bit Pale Ale and it's the <gasps> only video Tall Grass. Uh, is yes, it it's made by Tallgrass. It's called Eight Bit Pale Ale. I don't actually oh, like little, it with the little like, Pac-Man you... dude on it. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Are you? Oh, you know me? what? I should try it again because I tried it when I was first starting to drink beer. All right, dude. So, oh my god. So I was in Chicago recently, and we went to a beer and bacon tasting. So they would that like the best thing ever. Oh, it's it's definitely it was thirty bucks. We saw it on uh, a show called Brew Dogs on the Esquire Network. And we just went there and signed up for it. We're like, we just went online. We're like, oh, we're going to, we're like, we're, we were in Denver at the time we watched this episode. And we're like, uh, we're going to Chicago. Is this a thing we had to sign up? So we go online, we sign up for it. And they bring out five courses of different bacon. And they bring out five different beers to go with that bacon. And one of the beers they had was Tallgrass 8 Bit Pale Ale. And I said, I knew about Tallgrass. I knew it was a, it was a brewery. And I said, I've never had tall grass because they don't sell it around where I live. And I drank it and I'm like, and I, maybe it's because I knew, like I knew of the beer. Mm. So I get excited when I like, I, I heard of that beer and I've never yeah. tried it. But, but even my friend said, it's like, this is really good. It was a really good, just a very tasty pale ale. You know, it also might be better off the tap because I've only ever had it out of a can. You know what? So, yeah. It might've been off a tap. Yeah. Yeah. Tap beer is better. It was, oh, man, it was so good. Anyway, uh, so if you guys, I'm going to wrap things up, but if you guys have questions about um, personal finance or whatever, you know how to email us to moneymatters at gmail.com. And if you guys have questions about saving money at college, we will pass all of those emails on to Thomas Frank. <laughs> we won't do that. I'll pass them on to Martin. And they will pass them on to Martin. Because <laughs> he's, he's in college and he knows what's up. So uh, if you guys like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen. Mainly iTunes or Stitcher. And I'm going to read a review real quick. This review comes from Millennial Cop from the United States. Is Millennial Cop a video game? I feel like it is. Not that I've heard I, of. I mean, it should be if it's not. But I should mention my next cosplay Cop. is Axe Cop, and you should read Axe Cop. Eh. It's hilarious. Should I, though? It's is a it? webcomic. You don't have to spend too much time on it. It's okay. great. Okay. I, I, can do, dude, I can do a webcomic. It's a dude who, like, he took his six-year-old brother and got it, like, they, like, he, the six-year-old brother makes up the stories, and then the twenty-eight-year-old brother's like this and draws them. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's pretty awesome, actually. It's as amazing as you'd think. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So uh, the title is finally a financial podcast I can listen to. Five stars. Great podcast. Finally, something I can tolerate for more than fifteen minutes. Great advice and real-world talk. Short and sweet. Love it. So thank well, you, Millennial nope. Cop. Pretty good. Badass. 
Uh, last but not least, if you guys want to learn more about personal finance and money management, we are always writing new stuff and posting up new episodes of this show at listenmoneymatters.com. So that's it. Thank you guys for being on the show and doing another roundtable with us, and we look forward to the next episode. So later. Adios, yo. Yeah,